<laughs> oh my god, good god. You fucking... Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Welcome to the 17th most popular improv comedy podcast in the UK, according to Apple Podcasts. How do you feel about that shit, Guillaume? I'm happy about that. <laughs> you sound ecstatic. You sound fucking ecstatic. I'm ecstatic. Uh, number 17. That's better than number 18. Yeah, 19. It's better than 19, too. Oh, fuck. I think it's because we are... I said it the past couple of episodes. We're the, the best podcast, so we're just climbing up the ranks uh yeah thanks to everyone who's been listening and subscribing please uh continue doing that should we call monroe and, and tell him about this i think he'll be psyched i suppose we can <laughs> god damn it okay yeah well, let's uh call monroe <laughs> what's up folks hey, hey. hey. have you uh, have you heard the good news the good news about no, it's our christmas savior jesus christ i'm traveling who's traveling you're traveling <laughs> Yes, I'm traveling. <laughs> nice. Is that the good news? That's a pretty good news. That's pretty good yeah, news. Yeah, aren't you happy for him? I'm very happy for you, Gideon. Where are you traveling to? I'm driving around Iceland. Nice. Yeah, you can't leave Iceland. Coronavirus, baby. Yeah. Baby. Yeah, COVID 2020. Why is it called COVID 19 when really it's 2020? I don't know. Because it came up pre Christmas bitches absolutely it mm. came out in 2019 it was it was dropped in 2019 uh something else dropped in 2020 not 2019 that was our podcast Monroe. and uh, according to the latest numbers we are number 17 in the uk yes we are smashing it are nice. you just yeah. always making it higher and higher what do you mean didn't you say 19 before <laughs> no no, no. You, you my, memory, <laughs> my, my memory my memory <laughs> it was me i said that I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you said that i said 17 yeah, uh, okay. uh, monroe when you uh when we started doing this podcast you were telling me about how you weren't all that fussed about if it was successful you just wanted to have a chat or whatever uh do you stand by those words now i want to make that Joe Rogan money. <laughs> no. <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> Spotify, nice. you want to pay 100 million for this, baby? Then we will 200 sell million. out. 200 million. Are, yeah, we sell for 200 million. You know what? Million. Fuck it. I'm Fuck ready Joe to. Rogan. I was against Domino's to start with, but I'm just ready to get on that money train. Now you don't have to be a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to fucking scoop shit or whatever. What do doctors do? Uh, yeah, <laughs> scoop shit. I guess that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, it's been done. There was that doctor. Uh, we learned this in in one of our lectures. You remember Derek Scott? Yeah, I do. Shout, uh, out, shout out to Big D. Shout out, yeah, shout out Derek Scott. Incredible lecture. Uh, but he talked about this man. He was talking about the enteric nervous system, which is your uh, the nerves in your gut and that innervate yeah. you know, your, your digestive mm -hmm. system. And he was telling us about how He's talking about memory and how like there can you can have like a gut memory, mm -hmm. which is reflected in the fact that you okay every episode we fucking talk about bowel movement, so here we go. Reflected mm -hmm. in the fact that you have like a most people have a somewhat steady poo schedule, 
right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can be a morning pooer, or like sometimes people are right after lunch or something like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was talking about this, and then he brought up something pretty interesting, which is the fact that he there was some doctor dude or whatever who was working at a a war hospital, like during war, during a conflict, uh, and the the dudes he was a lot of the dudes he was uh, attending to were paralyzed in some way uh so they weren't able to shit so he had to manually dig out their poo from their anus uh well, like using his fingers he had to like f- somehow get it out of there yeah that guess, sounds it you know, sounds hot i mean it sounds warm it sounds warm <laughs> what did the uh what did the constipated mathematician do what worked it out with a ruler hey anyway <laughs> so what 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 he said was interesting he said this dude was doing this manually and he did it on a schedule so like he would do the same people at the yeah. same time every day yeah and then this guy apparently left the hospital and the day after he left his patients ended up by themselves pooing without his help at the time when he should have helped them nice yeah oh. that's cool I actually have some um, some poopy feedback from, I think it was two episodes ago when we were talking about stand-up wiping. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Krister pointed out that you wipe standing up, or it's normal to wipe standing up, because that's how you get taught to do it. Because when your parents start wiping for you, they have to stand you up to wipe you. Untrue. So then when they stop wiping you, you just continue standing up. No one, like At no point has ever discussed where your parents sit down for a day and say, here's some of the, the rules of life. One of them being sit down when you need to wipe. So he's both wrong and has bad parents. No, he's because no, no. Yeah, because and I'll tell you why. I was wiped by my parents, and <laughs> as were we I didn't all. have to stand up for it. Yeah, and I I put on record two episodes ago that I remember this happening, and I didn't stand up for it. I just like you just lean forward, and it opens up uh, enough space for them, and they sort of go in around and behind. Uh, no, this like standing up yeah. just makes it easier for the parent. Wait, I remember yeah. people wiping me, asking me to stand, and I okay. I remember people asking me to lean. Oh damn! I guess that's where this that's where the split must come from, though. This we've just uncovered the origins of the of the dichotomy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's people who are asked to stand up or people who are asked to lean by their parents. Yeah, I was a stander. <sighs> But you don't remember it, though. No, I don't remember it. But I mean, I just must have been. I, I can't imagine a scenario where I was sitting down and then, with my newfound wiping independence, I was like, you know, I'm going to stand to mark this moment. I, get, I mean, ask uh, your parents. I'm a hundred percent leaner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a leaner. This is the new um, the new category of people in the world. <laughs> yeah, leaners, leaners and standards, standards, baby. Yeah. Without any context, I would rather be a standard than a leaner. It just sounds better. <laughs> but knowing the context, I want to be a leaner. Talking of um, bodily fluids. Right. Uh, let's move swiftly on to breast milk. Is that milk. the theme of this show? <laughs> Maybe. It's always the theme of this podcast is bodily fluids. So, <laughs> so I was listening to something the other day uh, and it was talking about, it was a guy talking about um, research that he had done uh, using an, uh, doing an app by doing analysis of Google searches that people have done. And apparently, mm. an incredibly popular thing to be Googled, particularly out of one of my favorite countries, India, uh, also mm. where the URL of facebook.com forward slash Colin Monroe belongs to for some reason, um, is that 
is the the statement my husband wants me to breastfeed him. Oh. Yeah. Um oh. and then I so I, I googled this just quickly before the podcast, which then brings you up to cafemom.com, which okay. has an article called Why Breastfeeding Your Husband Isn't Such a Bad Idea. <laughs> <laughs> it is a bad it is a bad idea. Ah <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. Okay, can I um can I pose a question? Yeah. If you had to, let's say out of a cup for, you know, for the sake of of all of us, uh, you, you get to drink out of a cup. Who's, you get to choose one person's breast milk that you have to drink. Who do you choose? Mel's. Okay. Is that like, is is that guaranteed always? Is it always going to be your partner? Not, not your mom. No, no. no for some yeah, reason, exactly, for some you, reason, that seems like the weirdest one. Yeah. Is it weirder than? Oh, this is this is going down an avenue that I just don't want to go even down. Like saying that, yeah, oh, I might cut that part. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you should. That's that's the, some some poor buggers eating their breakfast and they're just like, guys, come on, come on. Uh, I have a yeah, fun fact about. Is... Bre- okay, you can go again. I've got a fun fact about breast milk that we can move on to later. If you're if you try okay, and be okay. disgusting again, Ragnar, your mom is. Like something about it is just like, even though that's the only one you've had, probably like even drinking it from a cup, it's, there's just something, there's something. What is it? I don't know, but it's making me uncomfortable even talking about it. Ugh, yeah. No, I remember once they made like a, a breast milk ice cream. It's an ice cream store here in Iceland. Really? Oh God. Yeah, it was like some ice cream festival and the woman that was like working in the ice cream factory was breastfeeding, so she decided to make an ice cream out of it. Did you try any of it? I didn't try it. But that I seems saw, like one of those it. things that's going to fail uh, some like food hygiene things. You're not usually allowed to use human bodily fluids, are you? Although it seems I weird that you're allowed I mean, to I mean, milk if you, a cow. If you pasteurize it. Maybe. I mean, yeah, maybe. There was that woman somewhere, I remember reading this, she did a bake sale using her yeast. Bah. That's, yeah. that's worse. Yeah, that's a lot worse. That's infinite. I would not eat that bread. Okay, uh, one of my favorite things that I bring up a lot, and I haven't bought this for you yet for some strange reason. Um, there's a book, there's two books, and they're called Natural Harvest is one of them anyway. You repeatedly um, talk about this book. <laughs> yeah, uh, one of them is a cookbook, and one of them is a cocktail book. Mm-hmm. And... They deal with the use of semen in cooking. Why? Yeah. Why? I don't know. He just, he claims that it's, it's I don't know, good and natural or whatever. And it's, <laughs> it seems like, from what I gather, it seems to be an egg white substitute. Yeah. I guess. Uh, so. He also said that he wasn't uh, capable of producing enough. So he bought like horse semen or something. <laughs> nice. It's just, it's, Sometimes uh, people need to just do something else. Like they need to look at the thing they were going to do and just like, just go see a movie or just mm. fucking mow your lawn or something. Do don't something do that. else. Don't do that. But I was talking to Anna about this. Um, these specifically, these two things. God, I'm a horrible person. I'm a horrible person to be around. So I was asking her whether, which one was worse to, to, to buy something from the yeast bake sale yeah. or to eat one of these things baked by this man i would i would go yeast bake sale she went bake sale yeah you went i would no no way i no i I, i'm going i'm going bake sale gudion 
I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. If you don't choose one, both you have to do bad. both. Both sound bad. Both sound both sound really bad. The rule the rules of would you rather are if you don't choose one, then your entire family has to do both. What? Them's the rules. That's the, that, like, yeah, them's the rules. I I I can't pick. <laughs> you have to. Then your whole entire family like, has to do both, and like, you have to feed each other with it. You have to like put it in each other's mouth. Oh, Ragnar. Behave. I'm sorry. Ew, it's too much. That's too much. <laughs> Just pick one, please. <laughs> I I'll say the same. You say yeast or me? No yeast. Y- you want semen? Yeast. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, then you want want to pivot? <laughs> yeah, baby. I got it. I got two good pivots. One, <laughs> one is almost a one is almost a skill of the week, which is that another substitute you can use for egg whites. Which is leave that for later. Much no, I'm going to state it now because I've got I've got another skill of the week for later, which is okay. that another substitute you can use for egg whites is it's chickpea juice. Chickpea juice, yeah, baby. Yeah. Um, and that's not new. And you're not talking about female urine. <laughs> for fuck's sake, Ragnar. <laughs> this is Guillaume's fault for showing up so late. Oh. We're recording late. <laughs> yeah. <now. laughs> um, no, I'm I'm er, I'm you're too early. That's, that's uh, but another good pivot from breast milk is mm. that I had a lecture from a breastfeeding nurse and she was saying that, so in the UK, there's still not a huge culture of breastfeeding. And uh, how is that? What does that mean? There's not a huge culture of breastfeeding. It's like saying there's not a huge culture for peeing. Like, well, just what my good do, friend Ragnar, if you, if you just let me finish the fucking story uh yeah so what she was saying is that in the, if you watch children play uh mm. then with their dolls then they'll bottle feed their dolls whereas mm. the example she used was poland and uh, she said that in poland uh it's more common to see the children pretending to breastfeed their dolls because in poland there is a culture of breastfeeding i see i, see. I, don't, I don't get it <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, the, no, I do. I mean, I was being obtuse before. I do get the the culture of breastfeeding. Thing. I find it just like it boggles my mind. This like how you can make breastfeeding into like a, a th- like I get that, and I get, and I sympathize with people who for some reason can't breastfeed. Yeah, like that's yeah, that's a whole other story. Yeah, but like to make it into this weird like polarized political type thing just makes it's like it's like polarizing sleep or peeing or eating or something yeah preach it's it. so it's preach so it. weird to me yeah yeah it just it doesn't make any sense no i agree couldn't agree with you I more amen yeah <laughs> this might be the, the most unanimous decision we've ever had on the podcast <laughs> is that this is what we can get on our first bit of march breastfeeding yeah. rocks yeah breastfeeding is chill it's fine it's yeah. good i support it yeah. yeah, we're all specialists in it. But I think that, like, in Iceland, if, if someone tried to shame someone for breastfeeding, I hope this is true, I think that, like, that person would just be, the crowd would turn against them. Like, if you were sat in a cafe and someone's like, put that thing away, I think the cafe would turn on that person. I think so. In mm-hmm. Iceland, which is good, but, like, clearly there are countries where this is not the case. So your um, your silly little put that voice away, put that, put that thing away voice made me think that we got we got sent a little gift this week, didn't we? Uh, in the form in the form of a wonderful impression uh, <laughs> of you no, and Gudjon. Do you want to play it? Uh, fine, I'll play it. From whom? From whom? Uh, yeah, from whom? So this is from Good use of the word whom, by the mm, way. Oh. Smashed it. 
this is from my mate Leo, who listens to the podcast. And uh, actually, he inspired uh, a lot of the stuff we spoke about two weeks ago, I think it was, when we were talking about personality, integrity and stuff. Oh, damn. Um, and uh, he, he sent this through. Damn, okay, well, uh, yeah, let's have a listen. Good morning, podcast listeners, and welcome to another episode of Calling Munro. I'm joined with my funny little friend, Gudion. Gudion, are you excited for another episode of the best podcast in the world? Yes. <laughs> Amazing. So let's give our friend Munro a call. <laughs> oh, it's God so it. good. It's so good. <laughs> I have a couple pointers, a couple pointers for him. All right. All right. Number one, I never I never call our fans podcast listeners because I don't like to validate other podcasts. <laughs> Uh, number two, I say Monroe. I stress the row. I don't say Monroe. Ooh, that's uh, you know what? How to pronounce my name is is a controversial one. Is it? Because I pronounce what? so it was. I think it was actually Leo that was asking me how how to pronounce my name, and then we realized that if I if someone asks me what my name is, I'll say, "Oh, hi, I'm Monroe." But then uh, if someone asks me, "Sorry, if I'm going to introduce myself, I'll say it like that." But if someone asks me what my name is, I'll just say Monroe. So really? it depends on the context in which I use my name as to how I pronounce it. I don't think I've ever heard you say Munro. I've never thought about this. No. <laughs> I don't think that's very fun, bro. Fun, bro. Colin Munro. Uh, also, also, I... also, my accent isn't that British, is it? No. <laughs> You're word. right. One monosyllabic word. <laughs> <laughs> uh Speaking of names, have I said this on the podcast before? How I don't like people saying my name. Ragnar. Ragnar. Okay. Now, um, I have this thing. Mm-hmm. It's not always. It's and it's it, it's not for everyone, but it's relatively consistent. Um, I don't. I really hate it when people say my name in a sentence. If they're like, if you're talking to me and you say my name, if you're like, "How are you, Ragnar?" or something, I hate it. Why? Um, I don't know. It like it. It really pushes some button that I just. I always I try to it. do that. Yeah, I haven't noticed it with you. It hasn't pissed me off with you anyway. Why does this um, annoy you? I do it the right way. Maybe you do Ragnar. it the right way. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, I don't know why it annoys me. I think it like it pushes that like salesman button. You know when someone's like, "Oh, don't you want a new car, Ragnar?" Ooh, you know that sort of thing where they're being skeezy. You feel like they've read the book How to Make Friends and Influence People, and they're just yeah kind of a little bit smashing little out those. Bit techniques my mate actually had uh he, he bumped into this guy in the airport and um the guy was being really friendly to him really engaging with him and uh was really asking him kind of things about him and he was having this good conversation and he felt like oh it was like this guy was just being really lovely and just really engaging with him and he was all oh, great and then as the guy the guy walked away he saw in his bag was the book how to make friends and influence people oh he was just practicing <laughs> he was just practicing baby nice i had this happen to me sort of in um in london i was on campus at king's where i was and i was just you know, outside and it was uh, it was in the spring slash summer. So it was like good weather. Everyone was outside and I was sitting there waiting for someone. And this dude comes up to me and just strikes up a conversation, but he was American uh, disclaimer. And they just, for some reason, talk to people. Like they talk to strangers. It's weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. just, it just seemed like he was an American dude who was 
just, you know, striking up a conversation, trying to make a friend or something. And I was, you know, just down. And we talked about football, which he, for some reason, knew something about, which is unusual. And just all these things. And it was just like a, it, I was, like, I had my guard up in the beginning. And then it slowly came down. And I was just sort of talking to this dude. And then, like, after, we've been talking for like 10 minutes. He's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm only here as a, uh, like, to spread Christianity. And I want to invite you to my Bible study group. Like, it was such a long it was just, it was crazy to me. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, I'll think about it, but like, I think regardless, regardless of what he would have invited me to, I would have had to, I wouldn't have shown up because I felt, I felt so betrayed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Felt disingenuous but, then, didn't it? Yeah. Like, cause we'd had a conversation and I had like, he had worked to like gain my trust and then he had But if he would have it. invited you into a club where he would give you billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Then I would have uh, <laughs> doubted him, I think. Okay, <laughs> like, okay, okay. That's one of those things. Like, do you think there's been a, a scam email sent? You know, those like Nigerian prince things? Mm. Do you think someone's ever sent it with the intention of giving someone money <laughs> if they respond and just don't get a response? <laughs> Maybe. That would be a fun thing to do. Oh, I don't spa- think so. So we should get um, listeners for the podcast. And then send them, I don't know, subscriber emails or whatever. And then at some random point, we should just be like, send them a spam email saying, win 500 pounds. And they'll all be, oh, it's a scam. But then some, someone will reply and we'll give them 500 pounds. Yeah. But now you've, you've said that we're going to do it. All right. You can, <laughs> add, you can add it out, Ragnar. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Anna, Anna mentioned something interesting the other day, actually. Anna, I thought I thought you had a new woman in your life. Oh, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> um, but she was talking about how it was. Uh, I think I've I remember, vaguely remember reading it somewhere where buried somewhere in the terms and conditions of some service was like a the first person to read this and contact whatever gets some large amount of money. And for like the longest time, nobody claimed it because no one reads privacy policies. Privacy policies and part of the podcast. Part of the podcast. And uh, yeah, then finally someone just like got in touch and won a bunch of money. Nice, that's cool. I'll Google this. Mm-hmm. Privacy policy. Um, can't find it. But uh, yeah, trust me, listeners, this exists. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there is a, let's pivot right to that because this is all I want to talk about. There is a new woman in my life. Uh, and she's beautiful and wonderful and lovely. She, she's a bitch. <laughs> and she's a goddamn bitch. <laughs> um, I'm dog-sitting. Nice. Yeah. Oh, it is nice. Um, her name is Tinna, and she is four months old. Hmm. And uh, she's a cutie. She is a uh, she's a mix between an Icelandic sheepdog and a border collie. So she's oh. like all sheepdog. Uh, Icelandic sheepdogs are the best dog you've never heard of. Aren't they? Yeah, I love them. So remember, we, me and you went to that Saga Fest festival <laughs> farm. That was something else. That was something else. Yeah, and they have they breed Icelandic sheepdogs, and ever since going to that, I've been in love with that dog breed because they are just so wonderful. They're so smart and like loving, and energetic, but they can be chill when they need to be, etc. We should post and a picture so pretty. of one on our Facebook page so that people can see it. I already posted, yeah, we should. I already posted a picture of my dog on our Instagram, <laughs> so check out Calling Monroe. She's beautiful. Um, yeah, so, so she, on Facebook, some woman was uh, advertising, looking for a dog sitter, because Anna and I have been checking the dog sitting Facebook groups. Nice. Decided to take it. Um, 
and I showed up to get this dog and we're supposed to sit her for like a, a week, a week and a bit. She wanted Monday to Tuesday, like, you know, a week and a day Yeah, and ended up being Tuesday. It's either going to be Tuesday to Monday or Tuesday to Tuesday. Um, but, and then I got there and she's like, oh, our, our situation has changed and we're looking for a new owner. And I was just like, okay, uh, I'm moving countries real soon. So it's probably not going to be me. Sorry. And then I just like, I just love having her. It's so good. Yeah. And I've just been like, I think I might take her. Yes. I think I might honestly bring her with me. Yes. Do it. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just get a dog, like, get a dog. Uh, do that, do that. I think I will. Like, but it's so weird. She's four months old, which means that this woman's had her for you. You get a dog at what six, eight weeks, something like that. Like yeah. they're taken from their mom, so she's had this dog for like two months, and her situation has changed. No way. Like she just can't handle a dog. That must be. Or annoying. was she was she a COVID purchaser? Because there's been a lot of dogs getting purchased during COVID, and maybe really? then there's been lots of regrets afterwards. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Well, another thing I find funny about dogs is that um, if you get like a purebred something, then they're crazy expensive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But as soon as you get a mix, they're free (laughs) pretty much, right? (laughs) (laughs) I was talking to my family friend, my dad's best friend about her. And I was saying like, oh yeah, she wants to get rid of her. So maybe I'll have to buy her off her or something. And he's like, no, if she's a mix, like you don't sell those dogs. You just give them away. Nice. Which is crazy. Like purebreds, there's like it's such a discrepancy. Either you pay thousands of pounds for a dog or nothing. Yeah. It, it's still funny because if they're purebred, they're more likely to be like like sick or something. Yeah. Or sick. like have some weird like yeah. yeah. Some idea. What just because so the gene pool is smaller? Yeah. Yeah. There's probably more runs of homozygosity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like like pure breeds, like Dalmatians, they went they go deaf or something, right? Or mm-hmm. blind or whatever. The dog that I, oh, I just, it just gets me every time I see it. And I just, oh, but also I hate it because it's such a horrible breed. Pugs. Like Ooh, they're just yeah. the god damn cutest thing you've ever seen in your life. And Ugh. I was walking once and I saw this little pug and his, it was a, it was a puppy pug, which is, oh, it's like cuteness on cuteness. And then its back legs were walking faster than its front legs. So then it ended up kind of just walking along on its front legs with its back legs in the air because it was just kind of like running in mid. Oh, my days. I have to, I think I have to respectfully disagree. I don't, I'm not a fan of pugs. I mean, you're, you're doing the right thing there because it's horrible. Like they just screw up all their breathing and stuff. But oh, man. Yeah. I saw one of the, the, one of the ugliest dogs I've seen in a while uh, the other day. And it, it made absolutely no sense, this dog. Uh, it looked, it, it's hard to describe other than saying it looked, it looked like it is out of fashion. <laughs> it, lo- it looked like it, something that should have be- like existed sometime in like the 60s as like a cool thing. Mm. And it's just horrible. It looked like a pug, except it was scaled up a little bit, but it had feet that were, or like legs that were a little bit too short compared to its body size. And it had long fur. Ooh, mm. controversial. But like kind of like straight, like a, like a lassie type thing. Mm. Mm. And it was just just not a good looking dog. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a fan. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm generally not a fan of like, of uh, of those sorts of, what are they called when they have like the shorter uh, noses, like pugs and, and bulldogs and these sorts of things. Flat faced? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, oh, do they have a specific name? Uh, let's Google three dog nose types. Yeah, they're called, um, yeah. So there's uh, 
dolicocephalic, which is like the long, like the long nosed okay. ones. Then there's brachycephalic, which is these uh, the squash nose ones, and then there's mesocephalic, which is in between. And the mesocephalic dog uh, picture, like the the example picture, is a Labrador, mm. and the brachycephalic is a Boxer. Mm. Dolicocephalic is some weird fashionista type looking dog. So mm. I would say mine is a, a mesocephalic dog, which is my preferred nose nice. shape for a dog. What's the biggest? But this. Sorry, go. You go, you go, you cutie. No, no, you. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna. <laughs> this is a bit of a tangent, um, but I was thinking in terms of like uh, dogs. So this, I don't know, I don't know what avenue to take this from because once you get into this, it's kind of it kind of explodes a bit. But I was thinking about dogs, and I was like, how? Like then I was thinking, what's the biggest animal you think you could take? Oh, in a fight. Yeah. And then oh, this is good because we mentioned this last time, right? Where I said chimpanzees are high on the list of animals I yeah. don't want to fight. Yeah. Mm. And then follow on from that, how many toddlers would it take to take you down? How old is a is a toddler? Are they one year old? No, a toddler is kind of uh, like two to three, I guess. Because a toddler is a child aged approximately 12 to 36 months old. So, okay. So they're between one and three. One and three. Okay. Yeah. So on average, they're two. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a good question. So first of all, first of all, the biggest animal I think I could fight off successfully. Yeah. On land, I assume. I couldn't fight shit in the sea. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I couldn't, I, I'd be lucky if I could take a, a salmon a, in the sea. Yeah. I mean, but the salmon would also have, like, what are they going to do? <laughs> <laughs> that would be the worst fight of all time, I think. A man versus a salmon. <laughs> that is not a film I would go and see in the, in the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> man v salmon no sir uh, on land let's think let's think let's go animals we definitely can't take polar bear no no i would start uh, the other way start with animals you can take like you can take a rabbit you can take yeah okay fine yeah you can take a a small deer can you take any dog I c- not not one that's we're talking about just wild animals so not one that's trained to take me there um, are wild like, dogs yeah, wild, there are wild dogs i know can you take but like Let's say it's it's it escapes into the wild, but it can be any dog breed. Like the I think I, I think I would win in a fight against most dogs. Are you sure? Have you seen Doggo Argentino? No, I have not. That is a fucking. It's one of those dogs that's banned a lot of places, and they are. Um, let's see. They uh, to, to standard height is somewhere between sixty and seventy centimeters. That's fine. Weight I'm from, I'm comfortable from with that. Forty to forty-five kilograms. Oh, <laughs> that's a big dog. They are. If you look them up, they are. They're just muscle and like an angry gangster <laughs> face. They are fucking the, uh, honest. I, that's the dog I would maybe least like to fight. Mm. Is this fucking dude? Because he it just looks like a guard dog that's gonna kick your ass. But I think I could take any dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. You know, you're not sure. Every dog. Just one dog. I, I'm not like if every dog came at me at the same time, <laughs> I would lose. Yeah, but. but are you sure you could one on one? Are you sure? Like, like I mean, it depends like, on the terrain as well. I mean, those Rottweilers. Do you think you could fight one? I mean, do you think you could win the fight? They're known to like fight criminals, basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would. I don't know. It's it's if like we're both fighting for keeps. Like where <laughs> one of us is walking out of there alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like. That's a difficult fight to envision because you don't know what the hell is going to go to. I think there's a world where I can, like, 
I don't have a zero percent chance. No, I can always come out on top. Whereas, yeah. like against against a polar bear, my chances are zero. Yeah, never zero. Gonna... Yeah, <laughs> I reckon we'd have a solid chance against an ostrich. That would be quite a fair fight. But what, also, like what what is an ostrich's move set? What does it, it so do it's, to you? It's got a big. I think it's got a big toe that. <laughs> and as, I know that doesn't sound dangerous, but it can kick with it. It can like shred your shred your rib cage open. Mm. Oh, um, you know one animal I can't take kangaroo mm. yeah have you seen that bbc documentary or something where the kangaroos are fighting and it's so hd they, you can see all they their like scars go onto the back they're onto their tail and then yeah. yeah yeah they are fucking hardcore cannot take them <laughs> no. um this is really difficult there's a lot of hardcore animals i'm putting i'm putting ostrich in his mind i think i could take an ostrich yeah i think it, I could it would be ostrich. a bit of it w- not every time but I think, uh, you know, overall, Most, I would... So if we run infinite simulations, we want to come out on top uh, 50 plus something percent of the time. Yeah. Like 50 point something. Yeah, and I think when more ostrich, than half. I could do that. Because, you know, if it gets me with its toe, then I'm I'm smoked. But all I need to do is get, get its neck. That neck is vulnerable. I'm, like, I'm looking on, on Google yeah. Images at its neck right now. I'm like, mate, I could take that. Do you think you could take a giraffe? Not a chance. Not speaking a chance. Of necks, speaking of necks. <laughs> Not a chance? Not a single chance. No, because they like you're more agile than a giraffe. You might not be I don't know how fast they run. You might not be as fast, but you're more agile. Only sleep for about forty five minutes a day, giraffes. <laughs> and also, actually, this might be really boring to a lot of people. I don't I don't know, but I'm gonna throw it out there and see what the feedback is. But mm-hmm. giraffes have really interesting uh necks for lots of reasons and one of them is that um so the, so their tendons are set up so that the natural position that their neck is held in is upright so they're not actually putting oh, in nice. any effort to hold their neck upright mm. well that's smart yeah uh so a, a, a giraffe's spine goes from its sort of tail or you know around that area yeah. and all the way up its neck mm. uh, as is tradition with animals right mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> and a giraffe is much longer than a human. This is uh, so 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 far so good. Yeah, not nothing controversial so far. Interestingly, the number of vertebrae, so like the number of links essentially in your spinal chain, is the same for humans and giraffes. Nice. That is a good little fact. Yeah, I know you were going to go uh, to, the, to say that. I'm going to Google it, and make sure it's. Yeah, the same number yeah, of it neck is, it bones. Is, it is. Yeah, seven neck bones. I mean, of yeah. course, it just you don't have a tail. Other than that, it's the same. <laughs> yeah, it says each giraffe bone can be over ten inches long. That's almost as long <laughs> as my arm. Yeah. Nice. I see yeah. what you did there. <laughs> I think I could take a giraffe. I'm going to go on record. I, I have an I have an animal fact. Okay. The wombat poop is box shaped. What like cubic? Cubic, yeah. I need to what? see this. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 it comes out cuboid. They don't yes. chew it. No, it becomes or like becomes like that. It comes out. So it comes out of the animal like that. So what, what shape the is there? How? I don't Venus. know. It, it, I saw some. It was on Reddit. Someone was talking about it. There's like the, yeah. I just I just googled this and I'm on National Geographic. Their anus. Patricia Yang, who's a a researcher. Oh says that she didn't really believe it, but after confirming that it is indeed a fact, she began to figure out why. Mm-hmm. Um, did she figure out why? Stay tuned. I'm going to read this article. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, it says, it says that 
The cubic shape is more likely related to the dry environments they live in. They have to really squeeze every drop of moisture out of their food. And sometimes in zoos where the animals have readier access to hydration, their poo is less cubic. Mm. So they're squeezing it in the intestines or they're, or they're squeezing it once it's out? I don't know because it doesn't make any sense. I can't imagine a biological organ no. that would form something cubic. That's what I mean. I'm fi- imagining if they're squeezing it, then in like, you know, you get those little pellet poos. Mm. Yeah. Isn't it just something about like some uh, polymers in it that shape it into that shape? Probably not. Here, so this is a good quote. Cubes, Yang says, are very rare in nature. We currently have only two methods to manufacture cubes. Wombats have a third way. Oh. <laughs> Apparently humans either mold cubes from soft materials or cut them from harder objects. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, yeah, that's... What do you mean wombats have a third way? Surely they're molding their poo, aren't they? You, There's not, are you trying not to tell me that they... they is she trying to tell me that they don't mold it and don't cut it from a harder object? Like what... They just conjure it into existence? <laughs> Fuck you, Yang. I don't trust you anymore. Not like good old Susan Gale quotes. No, exactly. Uh, speaking of Susan Gale quotes, uh, shout out to Rebecca. It's her birthday today as we record. I know that she listens to this, so uh, yes. I love you. Oh. And hey, we're actually also looking to get more more um, shout outs per se. Oh, yeah. We have a, we have a uh, um, what's it called? An, an idea for a segment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, we figured that that people want to be more like us, right? And that they too want to call Monroe. But Monroe's a busy man because Monroe's a doctor. Mm-hmm. So what people can do, if they try to call Monroe, they would reach Monroe's voicemail. They can just assume that because you'd be so busy. So they can just record a voicemail for you. And if it's good, we'll play it on the show and we'll maybe answer it. Yeah. Comments from previous episodes, questions, or yeah. if you just need a bro. Yeah, just call Monroe. Uh, you can send that to us at uh, callingmonroe at gmail.com. Or if you know us personally, just in any any way. But, you know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start doing that. You're, you're going to start, start doing that. that. Our first one is going to be Gudeon yeah. sending a message. Yeah. Oh, God. I get, that would only be okay if Gudeon can't be on next episode. Okay. You're allowed to submit a voicemail if you opt if you opt out of okay. an episode. Okay. So not so interesting anymore, is it? <laughs> yeah, if you want uh, any... Poorly answered questions, or if you want to, want to criticize any of Ragnar's topics this week, like his uh, obsession with human yeast and semen. Then. <laughs> oh, God. I have more stuff to be criticized. So, speaking of criticism, I'll just go there. Oh, um, no, I shouldn't have even brought it back there. <laughs> I know. People criticize me all the time because I guess I'm just so criticizable. Now, uh, I have, so you know, Kickstarter? Yeah. Uh, I've bought too many things on Kickstarter. According to most people in my life, <laughs> I've, not, I've never bought a thing on Kickstarter. I have a problem with these sorts of Kickstarter scratches some sort of itch, man. There's all sorts of interesting shit on there, and what's good about it is you can, when you buy it, like when you commit to buying it, is not when you pay for it. So, like, because there's a campaign going, so you pledge, you say, like, oh, I'll pay this much money to get this thing, and then time passes. So you don't have to actually spend any money. And then when the campaign is over, if it's fully funded, then you get charged. So then the sort of magic charge appears on your credit card, which like if you're not really watching it, it doesn't really exist. Nice. Right? And then much later after that, when the thing is actually ready, you get a package at your door and like you never paid for this. You don't remember paying for this. So you just get a free gift at your door. Mm. <laughs> 
right? <laughs> it's basically like how credit card works. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's it's credit card action ramped up to a fucking hundred. But anyway, so I've bought way too many things on there, and Corona got me good uh, in a certain way because right right before Corona, I was going to the gym so much with my friend Seth, like going almost every day, and it was you know it was great. And then Corona hit, and the gym's closed. And those Corona kilos. No, because that's also when I started fasting, right around when Corona started. So I mm. actually didn't put on the Corona kilos, really. But anyway, point is um, that I was sitting inside, and you know, I couldn't go to the gym or anything. And then Kickstarter fucking shows up with this thing that's designed by um, by some dude who... Uh, let's find it here. By Paul Francis... Um, Spot Paul Francis. I'm inadvertently giving them a fucking advertisement. These guys should uh, sponsor Calling Monroe. So Paul Francis invented the first resistive exercise device for space, the NASA IRED. So in space, nice. yeah, in space you can't, um, you obviously there's no gravity, so weightlifting doesn't make sense because you know. Whoa, 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 whoa! Interesting little little shove in there. Right. So the on the International Space Station, yeah. it's not that there's no gravity there. Yeah. It's that they're in orbit, which effectively just means they're constantly falling towards the earth but never hitting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're still on so still experiencing gravity, they're just constantly falling, which is why so it's almost like sim, uh, simulated zero gra- zero g. Yeah, cuz like that moment when you're are falling, you are technically weightless. Like you experience yeah. uh yeah, weightlessness. Yeah. Which is also how those uh you know, you can go on those flights that simulate zero g. They basically just fly in big arcs, so they fly like really straight up, and then they just like dip and go straight down. Yeah. And then in that brief like moment when they're doing the turn, you're basically just falling, and that's when you're weightless. Yeah, I remember my um my the way my physics teacher explained it to me was if you imagine um a picture of the Earth and you imagine a giant cannon sitting on the Earth, and you fire the cannon and the ball goes and then lands somewhere uh, a bit around the Earth, but if you fire the cannon far enough then the ball will just keep going around the earth and never kind of land again because it'll get caught in caught in orbit mm-hmm. anyway you were saying before <laughs> yeah so paul I francis interrupted so uh paul francis invented because there's no you know you're weightless in space whatever uh then you can't just lift weights because they they don't have a weight so they have to like they have to make this this device that uses resistance so imagine like a cable machine we use those like cable machines in the gym yeah or whatever. it's sort of like that Anyway, that, yes. advertising this guy way too fucking much. He invented this uh, home gym system. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, which is like the it's like handheld sort of. It looks it looks really space age and cool, and it's up to eighteen kilograms of smooth resistance. So I was like, damn, I could like do a lot of like decent weightlifting stuff, like up to eighteen kilos. Like you can do some one handed, you know, stuff decently. Uh, at home, you know, now that Corona is forever going to keep me from going to the gym. So I bought one of these and then, you know. Oh, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. And then today came time for me to like give all my details, like my address and stuff. And there's just so much like Anna, there's so much judgment from her. That was so fair. Like you bought into one of these crappy little gym machine things. I know, but it's, it's cool. It looks cool. Oh, and it's black. Oh, <laughs> <sighs> I'm, whatever man when I'm a fucking a, an Adonis of a man a Greek god a statuesque man you're gonna be jealous <laughs> but you're never gonna get there with this stupid little resistance thing oh, excuse man. me 
whatever. Do you have a, does anyone have a skill? I, I sort of have a skill lined up, but it like, I've already come off as pretty crass in this episode. I don't necessarily want to do this. I, I, I have a skill as well, but it's also, it's not crass, but I, it's possibly going to get me chucked off the skill of the week for, for a period of time. Oh, I mean, fuck it, right? Just YOLO. So my skill is how to eat a kiwi. <laughs> okay. You just bite in it whole. Yeah, just put it in your mouth. Yes, oh, you're t- that is exactly it. You just eat it with the skin and everything. And I know it sounds gross and people are, oh, it's going to taste hairy. It doesn't taste hairy. <laughs> It just, you just That's get, what she it said. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, <laughs> it just tastes delicious and kiwi-like and it's good. And I was, yeah. I was talking about this just yesterday. I have a friend who eats kiwis with the skin. Yeah. And it just, Did you try it then? No, I haven't tried it. I just, it just seems insane. Our co-worker did that. Yeah, Gwyni, that's what I'm talking about. Gwyni. I'm talking about yeah. Christian. Oh. Like... God, all these people. Everyone does. See, it's honestly, it's going to, and because eating a kiwi, like you have to take a spoon with you as well, or you have to peel it. And then if you're spooning it out, then you, the spoon goes through the skin and the juice starts to pour out and, oh, just eat it. Eat it like an apple. As a doctor, would you say that the skin is, is, is added fiber? Does it scrape uh, out probably, your cold? Probably most, in, in most fruits and veg, the skin's where all the nutrients is. That doesn't sound true. Yeah, uh, apples, nutrients in the skin. Uh, Potatoes, the best stuff's in the skin. All the best stuff's in, all the time mm. in the skin. Let's see. Are most nutrients in the skin of vegetables? I'm asking Google. Peels are rich in fiber, vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants, making them one of the most nutritious parts of a plant. Yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, what about bananas? Banana peels, would you Would you say that they're nutritious? Nutrish? I don't know. I think you can dry them out and smoke them, though. I think is that not something from the anarchist yeah. cookbook? Yeah. Wait a second. Smoking banana—that's banana peels. No, bananadine is a fictional psychoactive substance which is supposedly extracted from banana peels. Uh, uh, a hoax recipe was originally published busted. in Berkeley Barb in March 1967. Myth fucking busted. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah, nice. Uh, but cocoa, cocoa can cocoa can get you. Isn't it? Isn't that a thing? A cocoa high. Mm-hmm. All I get is cocoa high school. But it's uh, nutmeg is something you can get high from. Smoking chocolate will get you high, it says. Coco Loco, a mm. cacao snuff, claims that one snort will deliver a euphoric high. I've heard about this, like mm-hmm. yoga types mm. doing cocoa to to get high. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Just don't do that. Just like, just if you're going to get high, just do drugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, so I can tell you. My, do you want my crash skill now? Yeah, because yours is yeah, not a skill. It. Yours is just a shout out to Kiwis. Fuck that. Okay, my skill is, um, I'm going to make this extra weird. I'm going to say I learned this from my math teacher. Not the same math teacher okay. as I shouted out before on my podcast, but I learned this from a math teacher. Um, and that is boys, not girls. If you need to get rid of an erection, <laughs> then... Uh, <laughs> Flex your thighs as hard as you can until it goes away, and it's going to go away within a matter of seconds. You learn this from your math teacher. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's not a, a horrible, horrible human. He, so he was. Uh, he used to be in the in the air force. He was like a fighter pilot. Okay. And he brought this up as like a because it's part of when you do these very high G turns, yeah. then. Um, 
your blood pools in your legs and stuff and you can you can pass out mm-hmm. uh, and my friend Mateo actually wanted me to shout out the fact that I went on a centrifuge that was supposed to simulate this what up and I was awesome but anyway the uh, so in order to to combat this there's a couple things you do one of them is you squeeze your thighs really hard and the other one is you like um like when you're gonna poo you know you like create a lot of abdominal pressure yeah yeah to try to keep the blood in your head so you don't pass out he was talking about this and he sort of like somehow entwined it in there that like also boys like if you like squeezing your thighs they taught us that this is like how you're supposed to get rid of that someone should have told me this when i was going through my awkward 15 year old stage yeah and to all the awkward 15 year olds yeah. out there flex them thighs flex them thighs baby all you guys flex your thighs nice i guess on that note uh monroe do you have any parting words no, I just uh, hope we just change the lives of some awkward boy teenagers, you know? you got enough to worry about with your voice changing, never mind random random erections. Uh, speaking of which, my voice never broke. Like, you know, the the like stereotype of a teenage boy who's like, oh, voice like yeah, randomly I breaks? That I have never experienced that. Hmm. Mine just, I just gradually became a man. <laughs> 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 what about you, Gucci and, and Monroe, did you guys, did, you, did your voices break? I've always had deep voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrifying. <laughs> That's truly horrifying. Can you imagine a baby coming out being like, what's up, mom? I mean, the fact the baby can speak, so I'd be like, yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, that, no, you wouldn't like that. Did your voice break? Do you remember your voice actually breaking? I, I remember certain moments where I just got, I, I was doing something at school where I had to uh, give a talk to prospective parents or something at the school, blah, blah, blah. And uh, it was my turn to speak. And I kind of went forward to speak and then it just went... Uh, <laughs> it was awful. awful. That's like out of a fucking Disney show. Yeah. Like a shitty preteen Disney show. Yeah. God, that's terrible. It never happened to me. There's also something else that's never happened to me um, that all the books said would. And I I don't really want to say it because... Is it crass? My family listens to this podcast. So... uh uh, message us on Instagram and if you think you know what it is then I'll I'll tell you I have a goodbye uh, goodbye you have a what? I have a goodbye thingy you have some parting words? yeah parting words <laughs> okay hit hit me with your parting words we started with a simple hello but ended with a complicated goodbye that's a <laughs> random quote from the internet <laughs> right nice. you're ending on your random <laughs> Uh, that yeah. that quote, I I hate whoever or, wrote that or, quote. Or every ending, every ending has a new beginning. I hate both of those equally. I think. <laughs> well, uh, you get a you got a quote. Thank you. Um, yeah, to all you saucy boys and girls out there, just keep on trucking. <laughs> Goodbye, folks. <laughs> bye bye. Heart start to glow Calling Monroe Calling Monroe Calling Monroe Calling Monroe